Perak Dalad Mishnah Tess, fourth chapter, ninth Mishnah. This is the final Mishnah of this chapter. And in fact, this Mishnah really was added here, incidental to the preceding Mishnah, which talked about the six things that the people of Yericho, uh, the people of, people of Jericho did. So here we have six things that Chizkiyo, the king, Chizkiyo, who was a good king of Israel, of Yehuda, I should say, um, he did six rather radical things. Three of them the rabbis agreed to, and three of them the, the rabbis at that time did not agree to. Shishadvarim also Chizkiyah HaMelech. King Hezekiah did six things. Al Shlosha Hodilo, on three of them the rabbis, the sages of the time, agreed to him. Al Shlosha Lo Hodilo, and on three of them they did not agree to him. Number one. Gerer atzmos oviv al mito shelchavolim. He dragged the bones of his father, the wicked king Achaz, on a bed of ropes. Instead of burying him with the full royal honors on a proper bier. And the reason why he did this was in order that the disgrace should serve as an atonement for his father, and in order to sanctify it also to sanctify the name of God, so that his father would be put to shame for his wickedness and the wicked will endure tribulation endure tribulations. Vahodilo and the rabbis, the sages agreed to him on that action. Kites Nachash Hanachoshes he ground up, he crushed the bronze serpent. You'll recall that in the time of the desert, at one point there was a plague, and Moshe was asked by God to create a copper serpent on the top of a pole. And when people would gaze uh, uh, at that serpent, they would be healed because they were gazing towards God. But this time, in the time of the first temp- late time in the first temple, um, he crushed this serpent. And the reason why he did this was because until those days, people, the children of Israel, would offer incense to it and treat it almost like a little bit of an, of idol worship. And therefore, he felt it was no longer serving what it was supposed to serve, and he crushed it. Bohodilo and they agreed to him. Gonas Sefer Rufuos Bohodilo. He also um, hid the Book of Remedies. And there are various different explanations to what this Book of Remedies was. Um, we'll follow the opinion of the Rambam, of Maimonides, who explains that these, this um, Book of Remedies that King Hezekiah hid dealt with inscriptions at specific times in accordance with astrological signs. And each of these inscriptions was effective for curing a specific ailment. And um, the idea was not that this should be followed blindly, um, because obviously there were certain things that God had forbidden, etc. Um, but the problem was, was that um, it was being turned, again, it was being turned into some form of, Quasi idol worship people were a bit reliant on these inscriptions, etc., and not turning towards God. So he hid the book. Vahodulo, uh, and again, the sages agreed to him regarding that particular matter. Al Shloshalohodulu, there were three things that they did not agree to him on. Number one, Kitse Stilosis Shalhechal Vishigwan Lamelechashur. He cut down the doors of the sanctuary and he sent them to the king of Assyria. The doors of the temple, he cut them down, he sent them to the king of Assyria, and this was kind of as a form of appeasement 
in order that the king of Syria shouldn't attack. Uh, they didn't, the rabbis didn't agree to him because he should have trusted in, in, in the Almighty that he would save him, particularly since God had promised that. Similarly, he stopped up the waters of the upper Gihon, which was a stream that uh, uh, flowed out of, of Jerusalem and the reason why he stopped this up again was so that to prevent the Assyrian forces that were attacking uh, from using that water source um, but again the rabbis they did not agree to him because they, she should have trusted in the almighty who had promised that they would have a salvation and finally the third one Iber Nisan Benisan he made um, Nisan into a uh, well, he made a leap year already at the time of Nisan. The low Hodula, they did not agree to him. So we know that in order to um, synchronize the Hebrew calendar, which goes by the moon um, to the summer solar calendar, um, there is an option every now and then to make an Adar Sheni, an extra month, a second Adar. Um, and in, that ensures that Pesach is in its right time. It should always be at springtime. However, um, one was not allowed to make Adashani once Nisan had already been declared as Nisan. Now, he didn't do that. That would have been pushing it too far. But the Talmud explains that what he did was that it was already the 30th of Adar. It was the last day of the month of Adar. And uh, the 30th of Adar could, in theory be turned into the first of Nisan. Yeah, when in the Hebrew calendar, the, the, the months could either be 29 days or 30 days, and it was dependent on the sighting of the moon. Um, so in theory, the 30th of Adar could have been the first of Nisan. It wasn't, but nevertheless, he chose at that point to make a whole new month of Adar Sheni. And the rabbis did not agree to him on this. That was too late in the calendar to do that. Um, if you're going to make a whole extra month, that had to be determined earlier on in the month of Adar. Um, it shouldn't have waited all the way until the very last day, where in theory that day could have already been the next year, could have already been the first day of Nisan. Um, and therefore, lo hodulo, they did not agree to him on that account. So that ends chapter four. Uh, chapter five, we will talk more about the laws of the Shechita, of the, the ritual slaughter of the Korban Pesach, the Paschal offering.